Welcome everyone. We're so glad you joined us. At Jasper Christian Center, we are family strong, faith strong, and living strong. Let's enter into the presence of God because the one thing that we're here to do is to get into the presence of God. You know, you may say, how do you do that? It tells us how in Psalm 100 verses 4 through 5 in the Passion Translation. It says, you can pass through his open gates with a password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. You know, we can look at what God said in his word. Here's something else. You know, today, one of the reasons we're filming this way is because people have been talking about the coronavirus. Well, and we as born-again believers, we realize and we understand we don't have to be in fear of that. But yet, we're going to honor what our leaders and authorities have told us to do. And that's why we're doing it this way. And that's why you're able to get this message on Facebook or YouTube or the website, wherever you're watching it. But this is a particular verse that might have a little bit of interest right now with what all is going on. It's Psalms 89, 18 in the Passion Translation. It says, you are our king, the holiest one of all. Your wraparound presence is our protection. So when we get into the presence of Jesus with praise and thanksgiving and worship like we were just talking about, that opens the door for God's wraparound presence to be wherever we are. That means that wherever we are, wherever we go, we take his presence in that place. And that's healing. Amen? As born-again believers, we don't have to be afraid of anything. Do you know Jesus not only paid the price for our sins when he went to Calvary, he also paid the price for us to live free from sickness, disease, poverty, fear of any kind, and even the fear of death. And you may say, well, everybody's going to die one day. We do, but the thing is, if you're born again and you made Jesus your Lord, you're going to live eternally with Jesus. So that takes away the fear of death. John 10, 10 tells us in the Amplified Classic Bible, it says the thief comes only in order. Now, the thief we know is the enemy, the devil, right? He comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I am come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's what Jesus came for. He came to redeem us from everything that the devil has. John 10, 10 in the message says a thief is there is only there to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. See, Jesus purchased for us more and better life than we, we ever could have imagined because he purchased everything we needed. That includes healing. That includes prosperity. That includes everything, freedom from demons and fear. But a lot of people let fear control their lives. And Jesus paid the price for us to be free from demonic oppression or depression of any kind. You know, a lot of the reason people are controlled by fear and sickness and disease and things like that, they don't realize the source of it. God is a good God. And we just read where Jesus came to give us everything good. And the devil, 
on the other hand, came to steal, kill, and destroy. So he's the source of everything bad. Once we realize the devil is the source of sickness and disease, then we'll resist the devil and he'll flee. It tells us that in James 4, 7, it says, submit yourselves to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. We'll see a lot of Christians don't understand that sickness and disease is from the devil, so they don't know even to resist it. And as long as Christians don't understand, then they're likely to have their lives controlled by sickness and disease. Luke 10, 19 is a scripture in the Passion. It tells us about the authority Jesus gave us. It says, now you understand that I have imparted to you. Now this is you, born-again Christian. See, you, we are the subject here. And if you're a born-again Christian, this is talking to you. Jesus says, now understand that I, you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority. Jesus gave us all his authority to trample over his kingdom, which is the devil's kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. See, if we can realize and understand and grasp the hold of the fact that Jesus gave us this authority, not only that, he wants us to use it. You know, if you've got authority, you've also got to know how to use it. Uh, you know, everybody always laughs at Barney Fife on Mayberry RFD because he had one bullet, you know, and sometimes Andy would tell him, you got to give me your bullet, you know. And therefore, you don't have any authority left if your bullet's gone because that's what's going to enforce the authority that you have. It, and, you know, a lot of Christians are running around with no guns, no bullets. God, Jesus gave us the equipment to live life victoriously. But if you're a Christian and you don't understand what Jesus gave you and what authority you have, you'll be run all over your whole life by the devil. So it's important that we realize this authority that Jesus gave us and then that we begin to walk in it. Here's a scripture that holds the key to this. Psalm 89, 16, in the Passion Translation, it says, We can do nothing but leap for joy all day long, for we know who you are and what you do, and you've exalted us on high. Do you know this is talking about Jesus? Because I know who you are, Jesus, and what you do, all I can do is leap for joy and rejoice in you, Lord, because I know who you are and what you do. But see, there are thousands and thousands of Christians that are born again. Yes, they've prayed and received Jesus as Lord. Yes, they will go to heaven when they die. But are they living victorious Christian lives? No, because they haven't been equipped. They haven't been trained and taught how to. But see, Jesus wants us to know him, to know who he is and what he does so we can walk through life victoriously. He's equipped us. But the problem is a lot of times we don't know. So if the devil can deceive a born-again Christian into not understanding what tools he has and not using them, not what weapons we, that we have, not have any bullets for it, not have any ammunition to do what we're called to do to get the devil out of the way so we can help to get somebody healed or so we can minister to somebody or so we can get them free from depression or oppression. If we don't know about those things, then we can't do anything about them. But see, that's the devil's plan a lot of times. Deception is his number one tool. If he can get you to think something is right and it's wrong, then 
you're going to be headed for trouble because you're going to be following him. But I tell you what, begin to know the word. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Faith begins where the will of God is known. I encourage you, spend time every day. Take time to get to know Jesus because that's how you're going to get to know everything Jesus purchased for you and how to use the equipment that we have to live victorious in these days. Philippians 3.8 in the Amplified Classic Bible says, Yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. That's above all else. That's more important than everything else. You know, in this day and age, we tend to put a value on what we spend our time with. We all have 24 hours in a day. There's nobody that doesn't have that much time. But what we do with our time, we each get to choose that. And when we realize how valuable it is to spend time, I encourage you, if you hadn't done it already, begin to spend, if you just start with 10 or 15 minutes a day, spend time reading God's word and praying and spend some time with him, fellowshipping with him. He wants to get to know you so much and he wants to equip you to live life victoriously. Philippians 3.8 in the NLT, that's the New Living Translation, says, yes, everything else is worthless, when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's the one thing that's valuable. It's got infinite value. It's above everything else. I encourage you, begin to spend time every day seeking Jesus. And, you know, we start with our younger children at our church. We start as they're younger. And what we train them to do in their time they spend with Jesus, we tell them there's four things we need to do. It's just you may have already something you do, but I'm just telling you a basic, simple, if you've never set aside time and spent with Jesus, we need to spend time in praise and worship. We've already looked at that. That opens the door for you to hear from God. Spend time reading God's Word. Spend time praying. You may be praying in English. You may be praying in tongues. And then I encourage everybody, get a journal and write down things. Listen to God. The fourth thing you do is listen to God. And spend time writing down things he tells you. Because do you realize through knowing Jesus, one great thing about that is it is the access we need to God's wisdom. It's through knowing him. And then we'll recognize and hear his voice. And as we hear his voice and obey him, there's nothing to have but blessings for us. When you know Jesus, you'll do what he said in his word. We've got to be doers of the word. But you know, the blessings in life come as we trust Jesus. And if we're going to obey, it's because we're going to trust him. But how many people do you not know that you trust? You know, if, if I have a baby, I have a grandbaby right now that's six weeks old. His name's little David. Well, am I going to trust somebody I don't know enough to leave and say, listen, let, you know, do I just go up to somebody uh, in the street and say, listen, can you watch my baby for 30 minutes? While I run this errand, no, I'm not going to do that. Why would I not do that? Because I don't trust them. Why do I not trust them? Because I don't know them. So see, for us to trust Jesus, we need to spend time every day getting to know him. That way we can trust him and follow him. And I'm going to tell you this, as you get to know Jesus, John 10, 10 told us a little bit about this, but God has only good things in store. And let me tell you this, 
He has a plan for your life that's wonderful and beautiful, better than you can ever imagine, better than what you could have ever imagined. There are dreams and visions within your heart. Think about it. Think of the dreams and visions you have. Do you know God is the one that put those dreams and visions there? If they line up with the Word of God, put them there. And the gifts and calls of God are without repentance. And the way to fulfillment of those dreams and visions is to follow God. You have to get to know Him to follow Him. And He wants to get you to where every dream and vision is fulfilled. That's where Jesus is trying to take us. And the way to access that wisdom is through knowing Him. So I encourage you to spend time with Him if it's just a few minutes a day, every day. No matter how much time you start with, I guarantee you that time is going to grow. But so we need to get to know Jesus. See, the time with Him is valuable enough to get to know Him. To get to know Him. I guarantee you it'll be life-changing. There's one more scripture that I was going to encourage you with everything that's going on and people talking about the coronavirus. But here's a scripture that has lots of peace with it. I encourage you to mix faith with this. If the devil tries to put a spirit of fear on you, here's one way you resist him is with the word of God. Say what God's word says. Psalms 91, 9 through 11 in the Passion Translation says, When we live our lives in the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If God is protecting us, listen, remember it said here when we live our lives in the shadow of God most high, remember to get in his presence, what do we do? We begin to praise and worship him, focus on him, and we get into his presence, and that opens the door for God to protect us. And we say, Jesus, I thank you. Your word says that you protect me. And in the King James Version of Psalms 91 there, it says, there shall, because I made the Lord, which is my habitation, the most high my dwelling place, there shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. So there's nothing the devil has that can cross the bloodline of Jesus. Listen, I encourage you, plead the blood of Jesus. And the devil cannot cross that bloodline or he'd be a saved devil. I guarantee you he's not going to do that. But when you know your authority, you can take your authority and plead the blood of Jesus. But if you as a born-again Christian don't understand that you have the authority to do that, the devil will be running all over you. But Jesus has given us the power we need and the authority we need. So I encourage you, find out who you are in Jesus. Find out and begin by worshiping and praising him. Spend the time getting to know him every day. And spend time in the Word and find out who you are so that the devil, we can give the devil no place in our lives and live lives of victory and helping others that are born again live lives of victory too. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you. See you guys next week. Thank you.